Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. This is the illustrious Michael K. Easton, and you're joining another exciting adventure of the SoPro podcast with Cliff Barnes, Jared Lowe, Valerie Lowe, Jordan Lowe. Representing Whoville, I'm Sethy Lou Who. <laughs> it never gets old, Seth. It never gets old. <laughs> uh, we have three Lowe's joining us tonight. It's a very exciting night as we uh, have our Christmas special. <laughs> I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna take the initiative here, and I'm dubbing this the SoPro Ho 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 <laughs> Tournament. <laughs> Tournament. <laughs> it's getting real up in there. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is, uh, I we have compiled a list of classic Christmas movies and specials. Um, Cliff Barnes has worked very, very hard on this. Yes, with with some assistance, but we've broke it down. And a lot of complaining, a lot of <laughs> tips, a lot of anger yelled his way, but he was a trooper and came through. It's going to be a little colorful. Well, I did say early on that I didn't have a that big of a dog in this fight because I'm more of a horror man. I, I can uh, throw in a silent night, uh, deadly night, but... Uh, this should be interesting. Michael's too cool for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give yeah, me the gore. Uh, if you listen to one of our previous episodes, we did a Halloween bracket, and we counted down the favorite horror movies of all time, and that one was so much fun, and we enjoyed it so much, we thought we have to do it again for Christmas. And the Halloween one, we kind of borrowed someone else's bracket. Christmas, we made our own, so... Uh, yeah. I think we should post the bracket online. We can put it in the show put notes. Put a link to it. So if you want to fill it out yourself as you're listening or with your family and friends over the holidays, <laughs> gather around the tree it's and a, fill out your bracket. It's a new family it's tradition, a- right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Cliff, you want to lead us off? Sure, sure. Um, so with our SoPro Ho 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 Christmas and Movies specials, Bracket. You have to say it every single yeah. every time. Yeah. Every time. We're gonna get it trending. Hashtag so pro ho ho ho. Uh, basically what we did here is um, we have thirty-two movies and specials. We have broken them up into categories. Um, those categories are classics, uh, black mace basically Say that your, again? Yeah. Your black and white movies, your Christmas classic movies. Um, well, these you're are all classics. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna, we'll go with the words classic and iconic. <laughs> a lot and then we have our animated category, comedy, and then our non-traditional Christmas movies that... Uh, how would you describe them? Is there a... Movies that have become cult classics that yeah. maybe somewhat have... A little... A little Christmas some, flavor. Yeah, there's something not, thrown Maybe in not there. the first thing people think of when you say Christmas you movie, go. but yeah, yeah, they certainly have that, that theme, and for certain people, you know, it may, might represent Christmas for them. Might Just, be part of their traditions. Yeah. Just yeah. a little Christmas sprinkle. <laughs> so, um, okay. Uh, any certain category anybody wants to start with? Shout it out. Nope. Doesn't matter. Let's okay. Start, let's start with the old days. Let's I agree. Start, start okay. with the beginning, the... the Four oh classics, the black and white. Is there a Pokemon black and white Christmas special in there? Think they had that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, with our first round, our first matchup here is the. Uh, I feel like Cliff's being dramatic here. <laughs> you might want to call it the number one seed. It's a Wonderful Life. This is me. You remember me, George Bailey. What is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Versus White Christmas. 
apparently there's still quite a bit about show business I don't understand. Oh, it'll come to you, sir. It just takes time. We wouldn't be any good as generals. You weren't any good as privates. Silence. <laughs> well, really... Cliff, tell me what White Christmas is about. Uh, White Christmas was the classic um, kind of follow-up, actually, to uh, Holiday Inn. Um, Holiday Inn! No. Oh, not that one? No. Different movie? No, different movie. Okay. Uh, this is a Bing Crosby. Uh, Danny Kay. Yeah, Danny Kay. Rosemary Clooney. There you go. And Vera Ellen. So... Um, they're in the army, and uh, then they get out of the army and want to. They become like big singing and dancing stars. They put on a big show, song right? and dance right. Right. Yeah. All the movies back then, you had a big show, <laughs> yeah. a lot of singing and dancing. They uh, <clears throat> meet up with Rosemary Clooney and her sister mm-hmm. in the show, which they sing that sister's song. And if you uh, hear, you hear it a couple times in the Sing movie, it, Seth. and you you end up it kind of gets stuck in your head, and you're walking around my house singing it. I mean, around your house, yeah. And uh, and that gets old quick. But How, how's that song go? Yeah, well, you can put it in there. Like. Lord help the mister who comes between me and my sister, and Lord help the sister who comes between me and my man. So they they team up. Um, together. Well, to, they uh, the, well the girls like get a job going to some lodge and every yeah the they're other, trying the guys, to the guys, save the failing inn. Well, yeah, they go there. The guys follow them just so they can get Ben Crosby a date. <laughs> I, I, I see some nodding heads. And they meet their the general from the army, right? The, the, and the commanding. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this lodge is like out in the middle of nowhere, no cell coverage. And Imagine <laughs> the horror. But they've got this big Hollywood show, so they bring their show there. To you know, get him some business, right. and it's it's there's a lot of singing and dancing. Act. So one thing I did notice, like I just rewatched it recently, obviously, but the the Vera Ellen, like the fourth in in casting there, she I noticed right off, she has like the tiniest waist I've ever seen, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and and then when I looked up, she is known for that. Like she had like an 18 inch waist. It's ridiculous. But she was so much more talented of a dancer than the rest of them were. Like she, there's one dance number she does with Danny Kay that's good. I mean, yeah. they, they can all sing and dance. Right. She was like really good. There's a couple numbers that she does with like no some no Ricardo, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that they put because the other three stars couldn't keep up with her. Well, based on all this info, I'm going to be the Grinch and say it's a wonderful life. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, it's still... It, one thing, this is the black and white category. This is the the least black and white movie you've ever seen in your life. That's true. This That's is true. true. I don't know. It sounds yeah, pretty white is, to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. It sounds the, like the whitest thing I've ever heard. This is the original white Christmas. There's, I think there is one it's, colored person in the movie. <laughs> It's so white, Jordan just snorted it. <laughs> but the, this was the first, Paramount's first VistaVision movie where like, the negatives were twice as big, so the color saturation was really deep. Oh, Bing's eyes were very bu- 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 blue. <laughs> yeah, this was kind of, this was the big follow-up. But the one, the one thing, last thing I'll say about that that kind of shook yeah. me up a little bit. I'm watching it. It hadn't been a while. Yeah. And they have like a chalkboard there where they write like what the next act is going to be, and then you know, the camera zooms in on it, and it says, 2 p.m., minstrel show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm squirming in my seat. What, what's, what's about to happen? Well, apparently by 1954, they'd figured out that you can't really go full blackface, and that's probably not cool. And so they still did this song. It was actually called Minstrel Show was the name of the song, and they did it. And they it was every bit of minstrel show, yeah. but no blackface. So... It, it's that's small, small steps. It, yeah, that's <laughs> called a progressive Hollywood yeah. liberal film. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, ha- having said all that, I would be lean towards obviously it's a wonderful life. I, I think we've gone one category, and I'm already hopelessly out of my depth. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful life. Uh, that's the Christmas movie when you you turn on NBC every year and it plays. That's clear winner to me i'm the oddball out i want i like white christmas i've watched it since i was six years old with my grandma before we could even find it on videotape 
I mm-hmm. hate It's a Wonderful Life because they overplay it every year. <laughs> so I choose White Christmas. And I, 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 yeah, A Wonderful Life, I've never really watched it, so I don't really have an opinion about either of these. So being a smart husband, voted for White Christmas. <laughs> wow. She likes it, oh, so I'm going to like works right off the bat. <laughs> Holy cow. We've got a double vote. We've got a voting block on the side of the table. Power can be slayed. Somebody better what, prepare so wait, to... Before, what did you watch on before VHS? It was, it was just played on TV, oh, so you, you had, had to, to make it. sure you could watch that oh, one episode yeah. on TV. It, was not, it wasn't on VHS for a long time. That's important to me. Oh, we might get into this later, but like when these specials aired, it was one time. Everyone in the country was watching it together. I'm sure we'll talk more about that when we get to the TV. Oh, I agree. That's a, mm-hmm. That is a big deal. It was a collective thing. Your whole family had to sit down right mm-hmm. then and watch it. Yeah. Now, I, I actually remember when it did It did come out on VHS in the 90s. I remember because we had a copy in my house, and that was the only way I think I knew anything about this movie. So um, the simple fact that we do have Ben Crosby in, in at least one other movie in here. Um, oh, he's the, all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got I to gotta go with It's a Wonderful Life here. No, no contest. Michael? What? Did you vote? I yeah, did. I was the first oh, one. The first one. Okay. I said I, I'm going to okay, be the so Grinch have, and yeah, say yeah. it's a wonderful life. Oh, after yeah. all that, so we've got we have our first winner. So they're um, all winners, Cliff. That's true. They all are. Uh, so uh, the next matchup is Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Never has there been such a show as this. From Easter to Christmas, from the 4th of July to Thanksgiving, there's a song for every holiday and a holiday for every song. Uh, 1942, this was the precursor to um, White Christmas, another song and dance. Um, I do believe Irving Berlin, is that correct? Yep, same as White Christmas. Yep, Um, versus Babes in Toyland. Toymaker, it's all ready, sir. For goodness sake, Romeo, you know I'm busy, but this is something I... Listen, I'm working on a new invention. Which is a uh, a classic, actually, a Disney movie. There um, were two of them. They well, they made this. They made true. it again. Yeah. So I wasn't sure which one you actually. I think this is the Laurel and Hardy one. Is this what you were? I was to going no? with no. I was going with the Annette Funicello. Oh, Funicello. okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know which one. I yeah, the Laurel and Hardy movie actually is also known as um, Toy so- Toy Soldiers. Mm-hmm. I think. There's a Toy Soldier, but then they remade Babes in Toyland again. I'm thinking in like the 80s. Drew Barrymore was in it. Well, oh, re- there's like, like I said to Cliff yesterday, there's like 27 Christmas carols. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pick a version. So, so I was going with the Annette Funicello okay. version, if that's okay. I haven't seen that one, but okay. I, that's fine. So, um, yeah, Holiday Inn, um, classic movie, and Hotel Chain. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this time it was Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire. Mm hmm. Uh, of course, you know, Bing was known for singing, Fred Astaire for dancing, they're partners, they have their show. They're both, well, Bing's like dating this one girl that's in the act, and she's in love with Fred Astaire. It's a love triangle. Yeah, it was resolved very quickly, right off the, <laughs> right off the bat in the movie. It's, uh, she is going to be with Fred Astaire, she wants to stay in the big city, and Bing is moving to the country, moving to the same lodge that's in White Christmas. It's yeah. the exact same set and everything. Were they only going to be open for holidays? Well, at first he was just going just to live there, and right. then he got bored as heck, and he found some girl to come be in a show with him. So he said, "I'll I'll just be off three hundred fifty days out of the year, and then the other fifteen, we'll do a big mm-hmm. show every holiday." So I want that job. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You have to work holidays though. I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> but they they start off with uh, Christmas. And that's when he, this is when, what made White Christmas famous. This is originally when the mm-hmm. song came out in 1942. Which is interesting because White Christmas didn't come out for like another 12 years. Right, yeah. The, and they, uh, he sings it to her by the fire and everything. And then by the time New Year's Eve rolls around, they have a huge show. Yeah. And But this is, this is where the song became right. came from. You guys, this is, this yeah, is you, the origin right this here. This is the number one best-selling single ever. Still is today. Yep. Does anybody, uh, anybody have any guesses number two? Grandma got run over by a <laughs> That's A, it was worth a shot. No, actually, from when Princess Diana died, that yeah. remake uh, of Candle in the Wind. Yeah. 
And but Bing has number three with Silent Night. There you go. So, but, um, yeah, what are people thinking here? That also, one, last thing, Holiday Inn. This is what Holiday Inn named their chain of restaurants. That's um, true. Of, uh, it hotels is. after was. That's where the name came from. Motel. That's what I keep playing in my head. I'm like, <laughs> hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Motel, what you gonna do today? Well, I'm actually going to go with Babes in Toyland. I, toys come to life. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? Well, that's, it's actually, um, that's that's true. You have Toy Story. I'm yeah. Hey, I, I got that on VHS, man, when it first came out. Um, uh Actually, babes, and it had a great. He has a file folder. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been working on this for yeah, months. He's, he's got like a green visor. He's got like he's got papers everywhere. He's, he's, he's well. Am I remembering that correctly? The toys come to life, and yes, yeah. It's a it's kind of a mother goose um, storyline. I kind of remember different versions. Yeah, Annette, like I said, I just remember the Laurel and Hardy, but it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, sure. Annette uh, Funicello played Mary Contrary. Um, of course, she was the biggest star at the time at the Disney Company, so uh, they stuck her in there. It actually had a great cast for the time. Ed Wynn played the toy maker. Um, and Jillian was in this movie. She played Bo Peep. So, it, uh, you know, it, it, at the time, it was a very big production. Um, Disney threw a lot of money at it. And uh, it, it, not that I remember, but from what I hear, it was a pretty big hit. Is that your vote, Michael? Yeah, I'm going with Babes and Toyland. Uh, I'm going to go with Holiday Inn. Jordan, I'm going with Jordan Holiday Inn. <laughs> I've never seen either of these. So we gonna, know how this I'm works. I'm going to stick with my strategy <laughs> so far. I'm going to go with Holiday Inn. Jordan? I got nothing. Okay. Well, I also will go with Holiday Inn. Um, Jeez, Jordan, you could have at least backed me. Like, <laughs> come on, man. There. If you guys are a couple, then we're in <laughs> trouble. I'm going to drag somebody in off the street to help me vote. Okay, next matchup. Miracle on 34th Street. This is the original, not the... Um... The question of Santa Claus seems to be largely a matter of opinion. Many people firmly believe in him. Others do not. I'm Santa Claus. Does that have a Shirley Temple in it? No. <laughs> Not even close. Not um, versus the bishop's wife. I want this cathedral to stand like a great beat. I don't know that one either. Which I know with uh, some, the, an older generation was a huge, huge Christmas movie. Cary Grant um, starred in The Bishop's Wife. Yep. Whistling going on. Is that a fire alarm? Better be a false alarm. If it's not, we all have to evacuate. And we'll just pause burn. everything. Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Is great. this the last podcast recorded at this studio? Quick, go through the whole list. Break for commercial here. Um, okay, Miracle on 34th Street versus The Bishop's Wife. These these movies were both up for Best Picture of 1947. I did not realize The that. Preacher's Wife is a remake of The Bishop's oh, Wife. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. okay. Gotcha. Is. Yeah, um, The Bishop's Wife was basically an Episcopal bishop. Um, which means he can be married. That's true. Not a Catholic. And which was, that was David Niven. He's trying to build a new cathedral. He's totally consumed with that, not paying attention to his family. Cary Grant shows up. He's, you know, making little miracles left and right. He's yeah, saving that, lives at the beginning of the movie. He shows up and the he very answers the prayers and goes to the guy, tells him he's an angel, he's there to fix everything, starts hanging out with the bishop's wife and seems to fall in love with her throughout the movie and he's showing her a lot of attention while David Niven is just worried about the cathedral. And right. That's basically the moral of the movie throughout. He realizes that if he just forget about these big conquests and just pay attention to his family and friends, then that's really what it's all about. He doesn't need a big cathedral. That's basically the gist yeah. of it. There you go. The uh, very charismatic Cary Grant in this movie also. That's why it was so big. Cary Grant was so mm -hmm. big. And then we have Miracle on 34th Street. Um, that's a very popular movie that they still show a lot on TV today. I watched a little bit of it uh, the other night. Um, it was on, of course, um, uh, we have Santa Claus at uh, Macy's. 
um, Chris Kringle, who uh, obviously believes he is the real Santa Claus, and uh, versus kind of um, the store psychologist, if I remember right, something like that. Um, the head who, psychologist back yeah, then? Yeah, he ends up... Wait uh, a minute, did you say store psychologist? Yes. Macy's, what? Macy's is a very big store, okay? It's a you lot of floors. So they had to... psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, the psychologist ends up getting Santa Claus committed. And uh, um, his friend that works there That's at Macy's... a lot Macy's, of authority it, for him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, a friend of his, her... her is her boyfriend or husband is the lawyer who volunteers to defend Santa Claus at this trial. Uh, the judge. I just, just remember there being a lot of letters. Everybody, kids yeah, wrote a bunch of letters to try to, you know, that was, that was the proof. Santa Claus. They yes. wouldn't be writing to him if he wasn't Santa Claus. So it kind of proved. So he gets off. It had the little girl was eight year old Natalie Wood who ended up being in West Side Story right. as Maria. I'm not a lawyer, but that, that's pretty flimsy defense. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we needed. <laughs> yeah. So of course this had the very, very, very famous line. Anybody? Anybody? I can't wait. Yes, Virginia. <laughs> Thank you. There is a Santa Claus. So. <laughs> it, I guess Natalie Wood actually thought that this guy was Santa Claus the whole time she was filming until afterwards. That's method acting, right? Yeah. Until <laughs> <laughs> she didn't get anything at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, who wants to start? Anybody? Michael, well, go ahead. Have you I, seen these movies, Michael? I have seen bits and pieces of Miracle on 34th Street. That's a start. So, just because of that, that's where I'm, I'm going to go with that. Just because you said store psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, having seen the bishop's wife recently, mm -hmm. I, do, I don't totally get the draw with it. Other than Cary Grant, it was just fine, and it wasn't very Christmassy. Like I, that's going to have a lot to do yeah. with my voting. It, you know, some of these movies, I, you know, you question just how what what they have to do with Christmas. So, uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is a much more iconic Christmas movie. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I've I've never seen Bishop's Wife, and I I can't say for sure I've ever seen Thirty Fourth Street all the way through. But that is one of the iconic that that black and white Santa Claus in the courtroom, like that's one of the things to me that just says Christmas. Like that that looks like that is that is Santa the Claus iconic, on the stand. The, <laughs> that is the iconic Santa Claus to me, or one of them. And of course, the famous line about Virginia. So yeah, I got to go Thirty Fourth Street. I chose Miracle on 34th Street. I do not prefer the live action movie. I actually prefer the cartoon that they nice. make for TV. But now you're talking my language. I look this up. I think it's only been about, I would say, in the last 10 years. It's, I think oh, it's on CBS, but okay, yeah, I, I, I really like it. It's really cute. There's um, also another version I ran across on Amazon Prime currently that was some kind of TV special. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Jared? Yeah, Miracle on 34th. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. Iconic. Ditto. So we clearly have a winner there. Um, moving on, speeding up. A Christmas Carol. And to Tiny Tim, who lived and got well again, he became a second father. And it was always said that he knew how to keep Christmas well, if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. Versus the Bells of St. Mary's. This is St. Mary's. They've got a problem. So they just dialed O for O'Malley. Father O'Malley, that is. And now the situation is well in hand. I hear the shortest speech ever heard. This is a holiday. Everybody, take the day off. Um, For clarity's sake, which Christmas Carol we're thinking of? <laughs> well, doesn't matter. That Forty-seven. You know, honestly, I don't. At this point, I don't think it really matters. It's all the same story. Um, 
So why do we have Mickey's Christmas Carol in there, dude? Well, what? well. <laughs> why don't we have the Muppets Christmas Carol? What? You know, Yeah, but I think yeah, Mickey's is in the separate cartoon category. Yeah, so I'm all right with that. But yeah, we'll and say this is the list. We have to exactly. allow something. <laughs> so this, to me, is any of the live action, including Muppets. I, I, I threw Muppets in with this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that could have been. Do you, guys, do, do you do you prefer Muppets to the traditional? I would Scrooge yes, probably. Just I do. I prefer when Muppets I, to the traditional anything. Yeah. Yeah. I heard watch a Muppet Citizen Kane. Right. <laughs> Most care. Christmas Carol stories are really creepy. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, the, the one Jim Carrey did, the animated. Yeah. Like my kids hate that movie. My kids haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. This one though, this is the this the one from 1938, the one that you were saying. Yeah, that's what we were talking that's about. That's that that guy looks like obviously what they based Scrooge McDuck. After, I mean, he looks—he's the old miser. That's yeah, for he sure. Looks like, I was like that guy. That's Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. The, the weird thing about this movie, I was watching the the you know Cratchit brings home. He spends all the money he gets paid that week and brings home the goose and everything. And the kids are like, "What's in the package?" Papa, and they're guessing when he opens up the dead goose, they're like freaking out. It was the best thing they ever saw. They're petting it, holding it, getting around the room. I'm like, this is weird. Well, my health times have changed. You know, I got to say, though, that is one of my favorite things about going this category is going back and watching some of these old movies, and, and you catch little things like we're talking about. Like just, no cell phones? Yeah, I mean, it, it really kind of stands out to you. Um, it was up against Bells. Yeah, the Bells of St. 1945, which is a sequel to Going My Way. Right. He played Father Chuck O'Malley, is yeah. that right? Father, Father Bing Crosby again. Father O'Malley. And he uh, goes to a new parish school. It's a very rundown school yeah. full of, um, of course, Sign of the Times, full of nuns as teachers. Mm -hmm. Ingrid, Ingrid Bergman was the head the head, uh, the head uh, nun, yeah. Sister Mary Benedict. I, I, I want to see this movie remade with Ice Cube as the the whatever uh, character. <laughs> now this is it's actually I I do love this movie. Um, it is a product of its time, but man, the, the 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 music is wonderful in it. Great performance by uh, Ben Crosby and from from Ingrid Bergman. I thought she was way better than him. Honestly, all his bells. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What can be said about the yeah. bells, man? So basically, Father O'Malley comes to this new parish that has the Catholic school, and the nuns are praying um, that by some miracle, uh, the adjacent building is that's being constructed um, will be given to them to become their new school. And of course, it's got the crotchety old. Played by the guy that plays Clarence, and it's a yeah. wonderful life. Is the guy who owns the building next door? Uh, yeah, and, and you know, he and he plays kind of the Mr. Potter role in this movie, mm -hmm. um, where he's he's just built or is building this new building, and is you know all about money and um, doesn't like children and, and all this stuff. And then, um, but but really, my fascination with the movie is kind of the. I don't want to call it a friendly friendly rivalry between the nun and, and uh, the priest, but um, just kind of how they interact, how they there's, there's they kind of make a, it like she she was supposed to be super strict and he's easygoing, and I didn't actually find it to be as much that way. I, I thought she was pretty compassionate. I did kids, too. And they know. obviously have a little bit of difference of opinion, but the way they work together. Um, it's 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 almost kind of a romantic relationship, but yet there's no you know no type of sexual relationship at all. It's just we both want the best for these kids and the school. And it, I, what was it up against? I don't remember what we're up against. Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, I, I would pick Bells of St. Mary's over Christmas Carol. I'm going with a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I mean to me, Christmas Carol is again iconic. It's it's the Christmas story. Something you think of. It's been adapted so many times in so many ways in every genre imaginable. I don't even know what Bells of St. Mary's is. So being a casual observer, you know, Christmas Carol, I can tell you beat by beat every character in it, every plot mm -hmm. line. So I just by default, that has to win for me. I chose Christmas Carol, but I really want to see the Bells of St. Mary's after I read what mm -hmm. happens in it. So. Well, uh, the one th thing I will say... 
he, this father O'Malley is pretty crazy. Like, yeah. it doesn't even make sense. He shows up, <laughs> declares a holiday immediately. Immediately. Like, like <laughs> tells all the kids to go, and she's Sounds like, like uh, he's been drinking the church wine yeah, a little bit. Like, he was just too much the, he, he didn't do anything you would expect expect him to do. She, she's like, you can't do that. What about the superintendent of schools? He's like, well, I'll just give him the day off, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, there was kids fighting. You know, a bully is beating up a defenseless kid. And because the one, the one kid won't fight back. Right. And he comes I mean, out he's and declares, he declares the bully the winner. Yeah. It's like, you are the winner. And <laughs> Come you're along. A, you're, you're a great fighter. He walks away with the bully, puts his arm around him like he's great. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it's a very sign of the times. And the nun actually comes and, and grabs the other boy. Um, and takes him back, and actually later through the movie, um, there's this great scene where she's she goes in, to a sporting goods store. Yeah, the training montage. They're like, right, <laughs> <laughs> like I the Tigers play. She buys they a book on that little pacifist industry, <laughs> and she ends up. She, she this is where they got the idea of Rocky. Yeah, this is where that all comes from. Um, and she teaches the little boy how to defend himself and how to box, and and he kind of ends up like knocking her out. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So, well, like the uh, this deserves a remake. <laughs> it, it does. There, there's like a girl that's having trouble getting through school, and you're like, how are they going to resolve this? And he he's just like, well, what, we should just pass everybody. I'm like, is it nothing? None of that holds up. <laughs> no child left behind. <laughs> So it sounds like we're. What were you going to vote, Jared? We uh, know yeah, what you're going to vote. Well, go. <laughs> come on. On my own, I came to the conclusion that no, I, yeah, I got to go with Christmas Carol. Like, like uh, Jordan said, I mean that you could pick any of twelve or fifteen different adaptations of that story, and it's uh, they're all classic. So yeah, I got to go with Christmas Carol. I obviously am choosing the Bells of St. Mary's. Well, I, I definitely have to say I think we all want to watch the Bells of St. Mary's now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's still you know time this Christmas season. Go out and. And uh, I, actually, you can find it on Amazon Prime if you're a member, um, and you can you can rent it there and watch it for free. Well, is, oh, we also kind of said this about the Halloween one we did. There, there are no losers on this list. No. I mean, these are kind of the 32 iconic, classic, mm-hmm. best of all time. We'll have a few others at the end of the show. We'll we'll tack on. Um, with the classic, a Charlie Brown, a Charlie Brown Christmas. You know, Santa Claus and Ho 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 and mistletoe and presents to pretty girls. Agree. And Santa Claus is coming to town. Some. It's really quite sad. We will never be able to transport our toys over the mountain. Someday when I'm bigger, I'll take them for you, Tonta Kringle. Oh, that will be the day. Now, was that 1974 on Santa Claus is coming to town? 70. Yes. 70. This was the 70, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. The year without Santa Claus. Refresh my memory on that one. Which okay, one? Th- that's Fred Astaire is the mailman and is not it stop motion though it's all it's stop, rankin, this, bass. rankin and bass made yeah. almost all of these stop motion they made cartoons uh if you remember the twas the night before christmas cartoon that's rankin and bass um they made other rudolph and frosty stop motion things but there's several rankin and bass things on our list but anyway mickey rooney does the voice of chris kringle Mm-hmm. He's left on the doorstep of elves that look like little Santa Clauses. They all have little red suits and yeah. white beards. It's not creepy or anything. It's really all. weird. Yes, yeah. it is weird. And they take him in, and so he's a baby growing up there. He starts to grow some red hair as a boy. You know. Meanwhile, the elves are making toys and throwing him out the back window into the backyard. Right, because that's what you do. That's what elves do. They just throw toys in the backyard. They have nothing to do with them because they can't get them to town. They're not big enough. So he declares, when I get big enough, I'm going to take these toys to town. And he gets bigger and grows a red beard. And I'm looking at Jordan like, do you have something to tell us? Do you have a nice big red beard going on here? It's Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> Look at your pickaxe. <clears throat> so he, uh, but the, was who's the nemesis of his is the Burger Meister, Meister Burger oh, in yes. town. Basically, This is awesome. a great villain. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. the name alone, the Burger Meister, <laughs> Meister Burger. And he doesn't like, he hates toys. Of that's course, right. that's basically the gist of it. He doesn't like toys. That's what Burger Meister is. That's, you know, that's his sole motivation. Yeah, there's right, any backstory it. there. Did I just anything <laughs> else? No. <laughs> he, so when he, you know, they make, of course, the elves make uh, Chris Gringle a big red suit. Yeah. And he goes to town and takes toys. People the door, Doors are locked. He has to go down the chimney. Eventually, he's wanted, and they have to... He has to change his name. 
to Santa for breaking breaking and entering. <laughs> and the only problem I had with this that I thought was odd that the way it was resolved is it, they say at the end that eventually the Burgermeister Meister Burgers fall out of power after many years. That, that's yeah, how it's resolved. They just gave up. <laughs> so eventually they weren't a problem anymore. I feel like now they, we have they were begging for a sequel right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I continuing battle. And what was the other one? Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Charlie Brown Christmas, um, I feel sorry for you. Mm. So this is one of those event things. This is what we're talking about. You all you sat don't down miss with your it. family and see. I, we still watch it every year yep. with mm -hmm. your kids or your. I mean, it's it's only on. It's on more than it used to be. Some other as we were growing up, yeah, like you said, it was on that one night yeah, a year. But it's still not one that is littered across mm -hmm. the channels. It's not like on ABC Family with all the other ones right, that you right. can watch. It's great. I mean, I love Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. This, this is was actually the first favorites. Charlie Brown special they did. Mm -hmm. 1965. Of course, it has all that classic music. I've got it on my phone. The whole album, mm -hmm. that Vince Guaraldi trio, and you know, it's like Christmas time is here, and all the the kids singing. I I just I love this, and it's known for. I mean, the, my favorite part. Yeah, the the, the ending is. Yeah, uh, it's great. All this materialism, and you know, that's what Charlie Brown is mad about materialism. And, and the, through the whole thing, everyone is telling what they want for Christmas. Nobody's going to get him a card or do anything for Charlie Brown. But I mean, even his sister Sally's telling him, "Just get it, get her tens and twenties, you know." <laughs> but he, so they, you know, try to make him feel better. He can be the director of the school, the school play, play, you know, the Christmas play, and he's going to. He does that. They he goes out and gets the you know crappy Christmas tree that. This little green one here seems to need a home. I don't know, Charlie Brown. Remember what Lucy said? This doesn't seem to fit the modern spirit. I don't care. We'll decorate it, and it'll be just right for our play. Yeah, that's definitely... With the one branch that, right, you yeah. know, put the bulb on it, and the whole thing falls over. <clears throat> but yeah, at the end, Linus gives the great recitation now, you know, the you know, Christmas story from the Bible, and that's the moment that everybody right. loves. I love. Which I find fascinating. Today, today this would have never gotten made. Mm -hmm. No way this would have, you know, people would have flipped their lids over this. So, um, but because it's so old, because we've grown up with it now, it's, you know, we, I think everyone just accepts it and, and loves it. And Anybody have any memories? Anybody have a kid? Come on, you watch that, Michael. I love a Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> Anything that has to do with Charlie Brown, I love. Um, I love all the stop motion stuff, too, but um, Charlie Brown Christmas is where it's at. I mean, that tree, that's, that's actually what I told my wife. That's what we were getting this year. Because mm -hmm. we, we are now in an apartment. It's like, it's too, we're, we're just going to get a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah, it really bothers me. You can go into a store and buy one of those for you know, $59.99. Yeah. <laughs> buy a crappy looking tree. Like, that that kind of goes against the whole point of the movie. So you're voting Charlie so Brown. Like, well, the, the Charlie Brown Christmas, the whole special is an hour long, but the part you guys are talking about is only half an hour because the next half an hour is when everyone writes letters to Santa yeah. that no one ever yeah, remembers about. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, this uh, the cartoon category. So we're kind of in the middle of this right now with young kids. You know, our DVR right now is completely full. We've recorded every single Christmas special that's been on any channel that we found. But, uh, yeah, Charlie Brown was one we watch every year. We watch it the other night with the kids and... Uh, they love it. We love it. It's a classic. So, is there any difference, you know, in this new? I mean, this is so far removed from their normal everyday life. Well, it also this helps. They just came out with that Peanuts movie too. So, like, mm -hmm. Peanuts are really big right now. Yeah. So, but they've always loved it. The, the, the pacing it of it. You're, yeah. You, you, yeah, you're right. Though the pacing of it is very slow compared to today's yeah. stuff. Like, you know, you watch something that's made today and it's just hitting you in the face, one thing after another. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. And, and kids are so used to that and glued to that, and this is very, very—it's it's a slow, slow burn through the whole. And the animation is very clear. There's mm -hmm. not a bunch of stuff happening in the background. Mm -hmm. But your kids still are engaged with it mm -hmm. and are still—they yeah. don't committed. need all the extra yeah. stuff. That's good to hear. So, does anybody have any objection to anything but a Charlie Brown? No, definitely—that's yeah, the one. It's uh, yeah. unanimous. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest Peanuts fan, but that one—you know—that's one I watch every year, definitely. Yeah, I, it, it better make it out of the first round. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Okay, continuing on with our round one animated uh, category, we have Frosty the Snowman. Happy birthday! <gasps> hey, I said my first words, but but snowman can talk. <laughs> All right, come on now. What's the joke? Versus the year without a Santa Claus. You say my friends were uh, asking you about Christmas? Yeah, they wanted to know if we kids cared about Santa Claus and all. And uh, what'd you tell them? Heck, I don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. That's kid stuff, isn't it? Mm. Just as I thought. And surprisingly enough, I actually had a little internal debate this week with myself um, well. over this. Um, because the more I thought about it, you know, I think for most of us, anybody would say, oh, Frosty. Now, but, this Frosty Snowman, it's animated. It's not stop motion. Correct. Right? But correct. it is still ranking it's, fast. It's yeah, the same guys yeah. that did it. They did all the cool stuff. And, yeah, and the year without Jim, Santa Jimmy, Claus. Jimmy Durante or whatever? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, singing the... Gene Autry classic, <laughs> Frosty the Snowman. That's where they were trying to build off that 1950 yeah. song. <clears throat> so, um, versus, yeah, The Year Without a Santa Claus, which is another Rankin-Bass production. Um, I think the big takeaway, for me, always was the Miser Brothers. The <laughs> Miser and the Snow Miser. Yeah. I mean, this is different than the Meister. Yes. No, no, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Meister and Miser. Now, see, when you said that, the, I, I am at. I remembered the blue and right. Yeah, that's, that's the, the Miser. Miser. Oh, this, okay. I yeah. was this very is the, Yeah, this is the one you're remembering. Uh, this is the one where uh, Mickey Rooney still was Santa Claus the voice, but he's taking a break. He's sick of Christmas. He, he's physically sick. He's just so tired. He's over it. He thinks that all the kids are. Also, it's another materialism thing. There, he thinks they don't really care anymore, and basically, you know, Mrs. Claus has to take over. And it's voiced by uh, Shirley Booth. If anyone remembers, she played Hazel on uh, the old sitcom in the man, maybe the seventies, I guess, sixties or seventies. But yeah, that was kind of weird too. Like the whole where she's like, "Well, I guess I'll do it." And oh, yeah, the whole thing the is incredibly weird. It does, <laughs> man, a lot of it. And as kids, we didn't know it was weird, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and basically, the Miser Brothers come in as she's like, "Well, I'll go," you know, "I'll go deliver the toys and, and or whatever." Just to negotiate. Yeah, and Santa's them. like, "Well, oh, you know, the you're watch out for those Miser Brothers," and 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 we roll right into them. So yeah. Uh, the what the heat miser doesn't want it to snow in the south. And right. The snow miser doesn't want something. I wasn't paying attention. And the music is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I true. love the snow miser. That, that song. is true. It's oh, it's it's that makes up for it. Again, I feel like I want a hip hop remake of this. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I asked JC our niece yesterday what her favorite Christmas special was. This is what she said. Because her dad loves it. And right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But this is the one. She likes the one with the Miser Brothers. Yep. And, and she was she was like, aren't they like Mrs. Claus's kids? I was like, no, no. <laughs> no, no. For a previous marriage. Yes. Yeah, so she is trying to get them to agree on things, and they won't. So she goes to their mother, which was Mother Nature. Yes. And Mother Nature doesn't take anything. She no. puts them in their place. And Oh, you children. <laughs> What is it, Mother dear? Now, Mrs. Claus made a very simple request. Now you let a little snow fall at Southland. And you allow just one nice spring day at the North Pole. Fixes everything. Santa Claus. What does any of this have to do with Christmas? Nothing. <laughs> but here, here's, where, here's where we get back to plot. Santa Claus... Still is against the whole thing and says so, and then all the kids in the world start sending him gifts. And they're basically, yes, you should take this year off, and we don't need need you to do this. And basically showing him that it you know wasn't important to them the gifts. And so A he little Christmas time reverse psychology. That's right. So he says, okay. Where's the store psychologist on this one? <laughs> Get Macy's on the line. We've got a problem with all. 
That's right. And, and basically, he so they trick him, and he goes back to putting on the suit and taking say, the toys around. One job, right? <laughs> you work one day out of the year. No, you don't have to work that one yeah. day. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely a. Uh, I think this is a Barnes family Christmas classic right here. I mean, this is. This is up there for us. So, so this is like I said for me. This was kind of a there's a little battle going on here. Well, you got Frosty. That's you know like this. I've, I've got to go with Frosty because yeah. I remember being sad over that one when oh, Frosty oh, disappears yeah. and, and he goes in the greenhouse. Why would, yeah. you, hide why greenhouse? would you hide in the greenhouse? Because <laughs> Frosty is why not wouldn't really you tell right. Him <laughs> he likes to but, say happy not, birthday for no reason. Yeah. Not to mention Frosty's voice. Like I can I can hear that right now in my head. I've got to go with Frosty. That's the one I actually do remember watching repeatedly as a kid. And our hero Hocus Pocus. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. Santa's sick in that one too. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. What, what is Santa. what is the deal with you know? At some point in like the fifties or sixties, they came up with this plot of Christmas is canceled. Like in that every ninety <laughs> percent like of the kids' Christmas shows are all about to keep us all. Yeah, online. something happens. Like that, if you say, "Don't get sick if you're not good." Yeah, it's like every kid watches. Like what? No, <laughs> the very concept. That's like a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, wait, you could actually cancel Christmas. <laughs> Krampus is coming. <laughs> The bad, the bad magician, Professor Hinkle, was mm-hmm. it? You know, yep, yep. He yeah, was trying I, to get the hat. I'm gonna. I, I, I'd have to go with Frosty on this one. I mean, I, I think we have the that we one do. on DVD, the we Year do. Without a Santa Claus, but it's just not one that we ever really watched when I was little, and it's a little, a little weird for for my taste. So yeah, Frosty, Frosty for our house, I think. Yeah, I'm Frosty too. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one pity vote. Yeah. And, Vote for the year oh, without Santa Claus. Frosty's a little bit watered down. How many sequels were there? A Frosty lot. Uh, John Goodman did the voice yeah. on the sequel. The, the one Frosty I, Returns. Well, the one I always remember, I think maybe it was Winter Wonderland, was I remember Andy Griffith yes, singing. Yes, that was the original <laughs> sequel. Yes. There was also Frosty and Rudolph's um, Christmas in July or something <laughs> like that. Oh, like the mashup. We had a crossover yeah. event. <laughs> yeah. oh, and if you guys think these plots were convoluted, oh, we've now Lord. got Christmas in July. Yeah. You don't even want to know what that's about it does does not make any sense yeah that that wasn't a pun when i said frosty was watered down <laughs> but uh yeah it loses a little bit just by how many times they tried to rehash it but i i go with frosty that's yeah that's again my... i couldn't even remember what the other one's plot was that's how little it impact it had on me as a kid so. and that has that should have a lot to do with your voting here i think it wow well, yeah. but think of it as part of your childhood what yeah. Hey, I'll what vote is how cr- I want to vote? What, yeah. <laughs> what, what is a Christmas movie Stay to you? <laughs> you were there, man. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to end up joining House Low over here. We're just going <laughs> to decide this whole thing. Okay. okay. So we've got Frosty. Um, next matchup, and this was a little bit of a debate, I think. Okay. First off, no, I want the pu- I want the story. public to know. I'm mad about this. <laughs> Cliff, first off, you, you should be lucky. Cliff left the Grinch cartoon off the whole list. I had, I had to like let him know I, I would not abide this. There was some negotiation behind the scenes on this. <laughs> yeah, so I got it on the list. He put it up against Charlie Brown. I got him to move it, <laughs> me and Jordan, and then he moves it next to Rudolph. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we're Rudolph versus Grinch just through all. He just barreled through every one of our objections, making us choose in the first round. <laughs> Either Rudolph or Grinch. Now, this is the classic, the the original Grinch, Dr. Seuss, um, animated 1966 version. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Based on the Dr. Seuss book, Boris Kar- Karloff doing the voice, you got Max the dog. And yep. I mean, this is when we still watch all of our family watches together still. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. This is fantastic. It's got great music. All, all the lyrics to the songs in that are written by Dr. Seuss. You know, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Mm-hmm. That's everybody knows that. <clears throat> um, actually, in the book, I just bought the book for uh, another niece of mine. That and the Grinch is not green in the original mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss it's book. Um, He's just white. Red, yeah, it's yeah. a little just bit of red. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, just the drawing in it. But Chuck Jones, um, who directed this cartoon, 
that is from Warner Brothers, you know, the famous illustrator, he mm -hmm. he's the one that said that he needs to be green, you know, and that I think that's the iconic Grinch yeah. color. Fans, fans didn't flock to the internet to like to, to <laughs> really say, no, we want the original. Grinch. You're spinning in the face. I think of they the had a telegraph back then. <laughs> <laughs> it was already out. Been out like for two years by the time their notes got through. <laughs> well, for me, I, I do love both of these. But again, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I'm just I love the reindeer's voice. Uh, I don't know with your nose i mean you talk kind of funny what's so funny about the way i talk well don't get angry i don't mind you don't my name's clarice hi my name's rudolph hi hi so sounds um, like he's clogged up when he's got yeah he just, he's got, he's just so he needs one of those like neti pots. Michael thinks I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael thinks everybody's cute. The new He-Man, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. We know the whole list. It extends every week. Now we got Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yeah, these these two. I mean, I, I had seen an earlier version of this bracket. I mean, these were these were the top two coming out of this bracket for me. Rudolph and Grinch are the two I watch every year. And I mean, then Cliff I, ruined it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have these above even Charlie Brown for me, both of these. So this is this is a tough one for me. We're big Dr. Seuss fans in our house. You know, we have a lot of most of probably most of his of his books. We read the books all the time with the kids. I, they always want to read Grinch in like random months of the year, like March. And I'm like, no, we have to save that one for Christmas. But yeah, we we love Grinch. Um, this was very tough for me, but my number one. That we watch every single every single year growing up. I don't think I've ever missed it my entire life is Rudolph. So I, I've got to go with Rudolph. What if I say it remind you of Sam the Snowman, Burl Ives singing Silver oh, and Gold? And oh, I'll help you Jolly Christmas. Holly yeah. Jolly Christmas. I, I, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, and well, that's one Rudolph. now that they play like six times between Thanksgiving they and do. Christmas, yeah. and it was only on once. Yeah, that was uh, a that year. was kind of an event as well. I Rudolph. love love Rudolph. Um, the whole Yukon Cornelius. And Hermie, you know, it's such a oddball story, but it works. No, the thing, the thing about Rudolph that I always, I never get. It, it, it's kind of straightforward. You know, you've got the Santa Claus myth. You've got the the Rudolph myth. Yeah, everything kind of makes sense. I know where you're going. Everything's kind of going. Even like an abominable snowman. Oh, that's part of culture. We understand it. And then here comes King Moonracer, who <laughs> has like stepped out of some weird Japanese anime and makes no sense. I, 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 don't, I, I will never understand that till the day I die. But what I year was this King made? Moonracer. Rudolph? Yeah. It's also the part 64, most people forget about until yeah. they see it. Yeah, that's yeah, I, the whole I, island I, of misfit toys. <laughs> it might have been when they were dropping acid. And, you know. <laughs> well, they, they, there was something Originally, going on. Rudolph, you know, the origin of Rudolph was Montgomery Ward. You know, wanted a mascot for their you know Christmas ads, and it was a Johnny Marks song, mm -hmm. Gene, another Gene Autry yep. hit. You know, it was huge. Like they they had several other names before they settled on Rudolph. That is also the same reason why the Santa Claus suit is red. Coca Cola wanted it oh, for yeah. their ads, and they turned it from the maroon velvet-ish color or whatever to red. Thank you, Coke. Mm -hmm. I oh. I'll just go ahead and vote. I I love both of these, but I have to side with the Grinch. I love the Grinch. I fought to get it on this list in the first place. <laughs> it's like it's it may have something to do with the fact that it's so short. It's easier to be good for that long. There there was no room for King Moonracer. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I go with the Grinch. I want a King Moonracer character now. <laughs> uh, to me, these these are the two things I don't miss every year. At least once I watch the Grinch. They, they rerun the Grinch a lot more. I watch Rudolph the one it used to just be the one night now. It, yeah, it, the Grinch it, is on like three different networks right. now. And they, it used to be closer to Christmas so when I watched Rudolph then it felt like Christmas mm -hmm. to me. Now it, it aired like December 2nd this year like it's a little bit early but still I yeah, I, I have to go with Rudolph I, I think the Grinch is it's it's one and one a for me. These two, I said, these are these are my childhood. This is Christmas to me, <laughs> and these are the two most. So some of these other ones have gone into the plots and like, wait, what was this about? But these two, 
you know, the, the, these symbol symbolize Christmas to me. You know, the plot of the Grinch and the you know the singing and the the heart growing three sizes and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that is Christmas to me. And so is Rudolph, and you know, bringing, ripping the teeth out of a monster, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretending to be a pig, luring him to his death. I mean, that is Christmas. That's what it's all about. This is what Christmas means. Bumbles bounce, man. Uh, yeah. So, I, any uh, if the Grinch was matched up against literally anything else on this list, I'd pick the Grinch, but I have to go with Rudolph. I'm Rudolph as well. Well, that's, so we got two Grinches, two Rudolphs, and what were you two? Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's, here's your mi- mission for next year, Cliff. Move Grinch. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, we will. Rerun it again next year. Um, okay, so our final round one matchup in our animated. Selection is Mickey's Christmas Carol. Say no, 50 pounds, 10 shillings from Macduff, plus his 80% interest, compounded daily. <laughs> money, money, money. Merry Christmas! And a Merry Christmas to you, Master Fred. Bah, humbug. Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge! What's so merry about it? I'll tell you what Christmas is. It's just another work day, and any jackanapes who thinks else should be boiled in his own pudding. Uh, but sir, versus the Polish. Can you guys hear me? Seth is already my head shaking his head. That this matchup is happening when we just fought over that last one. <laughs> yeah. So we have Mickey's Christmas Carol versus the Polar Express. I'm wishing on a star. And trying to believe that even though it's far, you'll find me Christmas Eve. I guess that Santa's busy, cause he's never come around. I think of him when Christmas comes to town. Now with Mickey's. I vote back in the Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) With me, I'm, I'm. Researching the memory banks, but uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, didn't they have like um, stuffed Christmas toys of the Mickey characters like you could get like limited edition like through McDonald's or something during the time that this came out? Or is this something completely different as everyone looks at me very oddly? (laughs) I don't know. No idea what you're talking about. Mickey's Christmas Carol was Anyway, I really didn't think Mike would be able to leave us all confused. I thought you guys knew enough about everything Christmas that Michael wouldn't be able to stump you. I do, well, the and reason he, why I was asking wouldn't is have a half memory of some weird thing that no one knows. I just remember like these like little. I think it was Mickey Mouse and those characters around the time that a Christmas Carol came on. They were like these little plush toys, and I'm thinking it's through McDonald's. Now. Am I correct, or am I? I just think being so. Crazy? Those ones. Uh, maybe. Are you at one point McDonald's? This, now McDonald's ran the Muppets. Is, yeah. Are you is. thinking of the Muppets? No. They had Muppets, but they also had. Oh, okay. Like. There's a little screw. The nightcap. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're looking at a picture on, on there's right now. Riveting radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got a right from it. So so Mickey's. Wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> We're rewind. What did you just say? Just so you know, that is the only picture on the internet. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> my cover photo. <laughs> I'm I, still... recognize, I recognize your stitching. <laughs> so Mickey's was originally a short that that debuted in front of the Disney's Robin Hood movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that movie. We can't talk about it. It's a very very sad movie. Um, Robin Hood is, but um, yeah. So and then eventually, I think it ran. Through our childhoods on uh, ABC's uh, Wonderful World of Disney every year, it usually started out when they would compile the Mickey and um, Chip and Dale and Donald Duck little shorts usually on top of it. Um, Which Dick Van Dyke is bringing back the Wonderful World of Disney. Well, he's doing a special airing of um, Mary Poppins where he's going to introduce and they're going to go through some of the props. That's on... I think that might be on tonight, actually. It's on the, no, or, it's the 12th. The, you think, trust oh. me, 
<laughs> that was Friday night. Okay. Yeah. It's Disney yeah, related. I, like as soon as it came on my radar, I was like posting on. Oh, it's, it's already on our DVR. Yeah. yeah. Like, you had me at Dick right there. I mean, uh, get that drop. Get that drop for, for future use. <laughs> so um, yeah. So the Polar Express. This never is, uh, seen it. Never seen it. This is actually you know just a few years ago, um, based on the book. Tom Hanks. My kids love, love this movie. Um, my, my kids love the movie, but I've yeah. never actually seen it. Yeah, Tom Hanks plays like, uh, her voice is like four different. It, it was one of the first movies made with the kind of animation. Yeah, with yeah, the, with the computer, the yeah. CGI. Which I just don't capture like motion capture. I don't I don't like that animation very well. What do they call it? The, the uncanny valley is what they yes. call that if it's it's something that looks kind of real but it's not real yeah. enough and it creeps you out like they yeah, have, a, have a reaction that's, in your brain where I'm, it kind of creeps you out. I have that reaction. Yeah, I I, yeah, I'm my, my vote's for Mickey Christmas Carol cuz again this is one I remember watching when I grew up we had uh, uh, like a little golden book that was like the adaptation of the cartoon and I remember reading that a lot when I was a kid. Um, I remember the uh, Ghost of Christmas Future. It's kind of mm-hmm. creepy. You know, he's like dressed as the devil and he's in the grave. One of them's kinda a creepy. giant. And then one of, one yeah. Of oh, yeah. yeah. Willie yeah. the Giant yeah. was actually who was from The Prince and the Pauper or uh, Mickey Mouse movie. That oh, okay. Was yeah. Not like Jack and Beanstalk or Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Were they paired together? Wait a minute. Did Cliff just get something wrong? Oh, this oh, really work it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll go with Mickey. I, yeah, Polar Express. I, I, the, the kids have watched it. But I yeah I don't know that that's one that's really they we don't watch it every love, year but yeah. they like it they watch it in school multiple times mm-hmm. I choose the Polar Express okay. okay so we got one for each I'm gonna go Mickey yeah, I think if Polar Express had come out a couple years later with a little bit better animation I mean the book mm-hmm. it's based on is one of the most beautiful picture books story books ever made. And then they went and made it creepy with the animation. <laughs> so I, I don't know. To me, Mickey as the Bob Cratchit character—that's that seals it for me. That's perfect. I don't know, casting is the right word, but mm. it, 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 it got the spirit of the story perfectly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll go with Mickey. Seth. Oh, I, I picked Mickey. Mickey. I mean, I mean, come on! What a great idea to have Scrooge McDuck play Scrooge. Yeah, that's also, right. I, it confused me because he did. Then he do laundry by throwing a bag of clothes into the fire. Yeah, that's how you do. And it. I never, as a kid, I never understood how you. I did live laundry. on near Cliff. That's how he does it. That's how he does it. <laughs> Every week, you tried that one time as a yeah, kid, and it yeah, didn't so, work. Yeah, thanks, Mickey. Well, of course, I am choosing Mickey's um, yeah. just because of. The wonderful cast, Scrooge, Mickey, Donald. Um, I do honestly believe this inspired DuckTales a few years later. <laughs> so, um, Okay, so that rounds out round one of our animation bracket. This ends part one of the Epic Soap Pro Ho 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 podcast. Stay tuned for part two.